Join me right now, back on the show, is resurging UFC lightweight Frank the Crank Camacho. What's going on, Frank? Hey, what's up? What's up? Yo, man, just hanging out. Just finished uh, just finished some cardio and just here chilling at the gym, man, and uh, in California. So I'm not, I'm not communicating with you in the same time zone or sort of. It's, uh, it's nighttime here, and I know it's probably like morning time in uh, where you're at, right? Yeah, definitely. It's uh, almost <laughs> noon. Almost noon. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. Before we get into all that, you know, UFC stuff, let's talk about your recent title fight versus Caleb Cruz. You're finished <laughs> in the third round. You know, what did you think about the legal shots you took to the to the crotch <laughs> in that fight? It was, uh, it was, it was a, what, what was it? It was, it's not Joe Soto. It's a uh, something, something Soto and Keith Hackney. Joe Son. Joe Son. Joe son, Keith Hackney, man. That's, that's, <laughs> it brought me back to those games, but, uh, man, it, it was cool, bro. I had an opportunity to, to, to like hang out with the kid, man. Great kid, dude. Great kid. Actually funny. A uh, crazy story is, uh, the first training session we had, <clears throat> his parents were kind of, uh, worried that he, he was going to kind of like freak out because he's not used to being around a lot of, uh, a lot of like, people or like loud noises and you know in the gym there's people lifting weights and training or whatever but man he just totally rose to the occasion and it was totally his element and it was it was so cool man and and he's such a great kid bro like uh if anything he he uh he made my day you know like just with the energy that he brought and and um and everything it was he was so great yeah man it was uh i thought it was a a great video that you guys made a great opportunity for uh caleb to just have a moment in his life you know where he was the star you know of the show it was uh it was fun and 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 in the beginning of the video it was so funny that he was like talking about you and you were standing next to him i was like right there i was like, <laughs> he's like yeah frank's going down i'm gonna take him out and i'm like Dude, I'm right here. <laughs> You're not supposed to be talking about about me like that, but he was man. He 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 stuck to the narrative, mm. and it was great, bro. So it was so crazy because when I first met him, when I first met Caleb, it was I was just paying my power bill, and and uh, his sister came up to me, I think, or his dad, and he was like, "Hey, man, my son or my my brother is a really huge fan. He really wants to meet you." And I met him, and I'm dude. From there, on, from then on, you could tell this kid just had that charisma, you know, like. Uh, I just remember that day he was saying, Frank, you know, one of these days I'm going to fight you. And I'm like, whoa, dude, this, this guy, like, you know, and it's crazy because he, he, he put his mind to it and we, we, we had a date and we, we went at it for, for three rounds. It was, <laughs> man, it was so cool. It was so inspiring, man. Great. Yeah. What a great kid. And then, yeah, uh, and, uh... <laughs> the, the video, the video that we made for him, uh, of him training, I was like, you know what? I want to make him a train a, a little like highlight training reel, you know. So I heard I heard from his uh, mom and his dad that he was showing like the bus driver. He was showing all his friends like, "Yo, I gotta fight with Frank soon. I gotta fight." It was, um, it's just one of those things that that make you so thankful to to be in the business that you're in. Yeah, I think that you know a lot of times that these stories kind of get looked over. You know, that's why I like to bring it up in in the interviews is because. You know, especially at the beginning where people first click it and they're like listening to what's going on, you know, and yeah. this is the first thing they'll listen to. And it's great to kind of give that exposure to 
Caleb and to, you know, what you're doing. Because I know that that's just a little snippet of what you do on the islands for people. So, you know, I'm really uh, happy to talk about that. Oh, man. Thank, and thank you, bro. Because, uh, uh, you know, and to, to all the, the fighters out there or even like athletes or whatever, um, man, really use it as a platform. You know, use this stardom or this attention, extra attention. You know, use it as a platform to do something good, you know. And um, for me, growing up, I never really had that uh, that athlete coming, you know, coming to the schools and talking to all the kids, you know. So um, I feel like it's like my duty to do that. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's great. And it's just meeting all the, the, the great people on the way is, is awesome. Yeah, man. Well, now let's get back to your UFC uh, career so Wait, far. You well, know? well, before we get into that, yeah. to everyone, to everyone that was uh, commenting, like, "Oh, Frank, you're going down there." Now I know who, like, if you guys are true fans or not. Everyone, I was the super underdog. Everyone wanted me to lose. It was crazy. <laughs> oh wow, I didn't even realize that. Well, you know, you went yeah, in there, a- man, and, uh, and I wanted to kind of go over that performance you had in Stockholm. You 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 seem like you were in like this flow state. I've never seen you in this it, from you uh, in yeah, a fight like yeah. this. Like is you know like how Michael Jordan talks about he's in the zone and he can't miss a shot. It kind of yeah. it kind of felt that way when I was watching you fight. You felt like you were it was just so smooth what was going on. Did you feel that way? Yeah, I did. You know, it was I was I was very uh I was not tunnel vision. But I was, I was very open, but very like very methodical, you know, like like the flow state. Like I was, I just had my game plan that that we've been working here at Team Oyama with Coach Oyama and uh, Alex and the, and the team, and I just went out there and I just did my job, bro. You know, like I I I, I had things that I needed to do, and I just went there and I did it. And, um, and if, and if he, and if he threw like a counter in or whatever, man, I was, let's just say when I went in there, I was, uh, I was a thinking fighter, you know, I didn't just go in there and just fight. And, and you could tell like in the second, in the, after the first round, coach Colin was like, Hey, Hey, uh, we're not, remember, we're not going to brawl, man. We're not going to brawl. I was like, okay, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know? So we had different things that we were saying that he would say in the corner that would keep me from uh, brawling and to, to stick to the game plan, you know? Man, and it felt good. I was like, wow, this f- I could have made this fight so much harder. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely, man. Well, you yeah. know, those split-second decisions, you know, that, that affects every fight. And you made the right decisions, especially with the help of your corner kind of giving you those uh, instructions out loud and, and kicking you back into gear. That was your first finishing the ufc i you know i think a lot of people don't realize that because you've been in so yeah. many crazy fights right yeah you know and and i always wanted to get my finish you know like uh yeah of course the w right but the, the, the problem with just getting a w is uh, the anxiety of the judges you just never know you know what i mean man you just never know but i mean i'm in there to finish fights and and I think that's that's where the the final nights have come have, have come along because I just go in there and bite down on my mouthpiece and I try to just finish guys, you know. And uh, that's not the case with, the, with with the level in the UFC, man. The guys are good. Everyone's tough. Everyone's strong. Everyone's fast. But now, who's the thinker? Who's smarter in there? And um, I'm so glad that people were able to recognize that in my last fight. Yeah, you know, 50k is always good to 
to, to your <coughs> bank account, right? But a performance that elevates your status in the division is much better. Do you agree? Oh man, one hundred percent. You know, I, I, at the end of the day, man, I'm I'm a I'm a martial artist and I'm a competitor. Uh, you know, man, entertainer, man. I'm you know I don't really have the the, the nicest dance moves. You know, I don't really have the the cool the cool one liners. You know, like uh, I will go in there and I'll go on and I'll perform and um, display my art the best that I can. You know, I'm a martial artist and I'm a fighter. When you heard that Nick Hine was retiring from MMA and you were the, the last guy he shared the cage with, what was your reaction to that news? Man, I was, honestly, I was, I was uh, very honored, you know, like um, honored to have shared the cage with him his last, his last time. You know, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure my, because I fought him and, and because of his loss, that, I'm sure that wasn't the reason. I, I know for sure that he had, he had that in his mind or maybe it was the last fight in his contract or I don't know, whatever it was, but uh, I'm so glad that I was able to, to share the cage with him, you know? Um, and so uh, funny thing is, is I was talking to him on the way uh, at the way or at the wins, the ceremonial wins. And uh, man, the guy, the guy has a lot of stuff, you know, he's, he's a, he's a handsome chiseled looking dude. Uh, he has a lot going on for himself in Germany. You know, man, he's an actor. He, he, he was telling me he has this show coming on. It's like a, some type of like food type of show. I, I don't know what kind of show it is, but, but he has a lot going on for himself. And, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for the next chapter in, in his career, his life. Yeah, man. I'm glad like a lot of these fighters, they actually have other things going on in their life, you know, and yeah, and things sure. that they can monetize and even like a lot of people wonder where's stun gun where's you know stun gun where is he you yeah know, everybody wants to know what is he doing but yeah, where he's is actually he? doing he the doing? same thing he's in korea he's a major star now on television like what you know yeah tv personality making major <coughs> cash and he has his own team that he's growing at the same time coaching. So, wow. you know, he doesn't need to fight anymore. You know, he's had his yeah. run, I guess, in the UFC. And it's good to see those types of stories, I believe. Oh, no, for sure, man. And, and uh, you know, people only see 15 minutes uh, at a time of us fighters, right? But, you know, you know, there's a saying, once you've wrestled, everything in life is easier, easy, you know. And I, and I, and I really that, I think that applies to mixed martial arts because man this is a tough game man you gotta have some thick skin and you have to have the desire and the the will to win and keep coming back even though you get knocked out in front of thousands and millions of people uh and that right there just that just makes a makes it easier for for people to be successful you know that that work ethic and that discipline that we we gain from martial arts now you get to go back to Singapore for your next uh, fight. Yes. The place that you made your UFC debut. You know, for someone that has been to that country before or somebody that has never been to that country, what makes that place so great? Well, man, so first off, Singapore is very special to me because of my UFC debut. And, uh, and, and dude, that place is freaking. Have you ever been there? No, but I've only heard good things about that place. Oh gosh, it's it's like the city of the future, bro. Yeah. It's like uh and 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 it's crazy because they're the size of uh it's the same size as um Hold on, look at this guy. Hold on, this guy's messing with me. 
<laughs> Alex Perez. What up? How you doing? <laughs> Sorry about that. Dude, so uh, Singapore is, man, the city of the future. Like, So we were there for three days straight. Now, uh, we were there for, or for like a week. And for for three days, we were trying to find like a piece of trash on the ground. And it was crazy. I was like, yo, there's this place is so clean. The landmass is the same size as Guam, but there's no traffic. It's crazy. Uh, same same landmass as Guam, but 5.5 million people and no traffic. So it's like uh, definitely definitely the city of the future. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, you didn't call anybody out, you know, your last fight. You said that your manager is going to take care of all of that. Did your yeah. manager immediately tell you like, hey, we want you to fight Daniel Darius? Um, I, not immediately after the fight, like, uh, we got the, we got the call. Hold on real quick. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> you could, you could hear that, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Check that out. Ooh, look at that, man. There you go. There's a Sorry, moment I'm, of time I'm, I'm, right I'm, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Shoot, bro. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Uh, no. So. I'm not the guy. I'm not the type of guy to, to to call people out. But I know, I know it is. You know, like not looking forward ahead of ahead of opponents, but having to um, not looking ahead of opponents, but also to knowing your path to your goals, right? Like what you're trying to do. This fight, I I even I never thought of fighting uh, Benil Darush. Uh, we got the call probably like four weeks ago, and it was. Man, I, I, my manager and my coach were like, "Hey, by the way, uh, you, we're you're gonna be, we're gonna be fighting um Benil." I was like, "Oh hell yeah!" If anything, I just saw it as a as a huge opportunity for me. Um, uh, you know, formerly ranked guy, I think he's like ranked number sixteen right now. Great dude, great martial artist, and an opportunity for me to really uh, put a stamp on a hey, fighting the crank is here, and he's uh. And he's not messing around, you know. Um, uh, I, I I didn't even think that I was gonna get a guy get a guy like 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 Benny. So if anything, it's kind of like very humbling that that the UFC even offered someone a guy like Benny. You know, I was thinking like oh, maybe like two or three fights till I get to to guys near a number near their name. You know, so uh, yeah, super stoked and super excited for this one. Yeah, it seems like uh, this matchup makes a lot of sense for both of you guys. For Ben, Benil, and you at this point in your guys' careers, you know, and uh, yeah, man, it's like perfect timing for this fight, the perfect place, the biggest name so far in the UFC. Where would this, where would a win over Benil put you, you know, in the division? Do you believe? Yeah, see, so that, that's a that's a very that's a very uh, interesting question because so like Benil's last fight was against Drew Dober. Drew Dober was uh was was getting on him in the first round, but he ended up turning it around and submitting Drew Dober. You know, I lost to Drew Dober, uh, but people were saying it was a controversial loss, right? So it was kind of like, ooh, okay, maybe this is going to be a good matchup. Uh, is this is this is this where it's going to be? You know, so the, just the, the brief history of 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 like the the people that we fought, right? But I I think a solid win over Benil will uh. Just give me more stock to to fighting a guy that on the on the top fifteen level, you know, top fifteen, 
uh, I, I probably won't, you know, I don't, I don't see myself getting, getting a guy like a top 10 guy, you know what I mean? But, but at least starting to, to play with those, those numbers and fighting those guys, because the goal, the goal for my, my next four fights or for my next three fights is to, uh, to have an, a number by my name. I think also the aspect that you bring of excitement to your fights helps to get those types of matchups when you move up in yeah. the ranking. Don't you think so? Because a lot of guys, they will win, but it takes them so long because their fights are not that exciting. You know, they, they're winning, but it's not in an exciting way. Do you believe that's a benefit for you as you climb the, the rankings? Yeah, you know, as much you know, as much as the sport is a competitive sport, you know, it's it's going out there and getting the Ws. But man, you gotta go on there and you gotta entertain, you know, and you gotta entertain your fighters. And I, like I said, I'm, I'm I don't have the the one punch liners. I don't have the best dance moves, you know, to walk out to the cage, or I can't do backflips during fights. You know what I mean? <laughs> but what I can do, and what I can do, and what my style consists of is, I'm gonna get in your face and I'm gonna punch you and I'm gonna try to stop you. You know, and uh, and people people like that. You know, and and it's it's not like I'm trying to make people like me for my fighting style. If anything, it is so humbling and it's so cool that people appreciate the heart and the will that I put in every fight. Uh, and it's so nice, bro. I don't know if I can explain to you, man. It's just so nice, man. I've been doing it for so long that that people appreciate it. You know what I mean? That uh, you know, and and it, and it's so cool that people see me see the, the the heart and the will that I put in every single time that I get into the cage. And, uh, yeah. And, you know, and, and, and if that's what's getting me these, these higher profile fights, by all means, man, give them all to me, bro. You know, like, uh, but at the end of the day, I gotta, I gotta get these W's, you know what I mean? And, and being here with, uh, Timo Yama, they're helping me with my, they're not changing my style at all. Helping me get these, get these wins get these stoppages yeah it seems like team oyama they're 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 definitely not changing your style but they're kind of putting some control to it some controlled chaos right yeah yeah you know you know so it's crazy right all of my fights right i've never i never kicked i never threw a kick and my last fight i threw more kicks in that fight than i have in my whole career (laughs) because i think what happened was i think like three weeks into camp for nick hein i was hitting pads and uh and you know i'm 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 all hands (laughs) you know you can just tell like i hate kicking because i i I hate hurting my feet you know like i don't want to kick someone's elbow and i'll be like oh fuck my feet and i can't move you know (laughs) so i was hitting pads and and coach was like okay larry let's kick and i was kicking the pads and they were in the pad holders like yo you got a freaking freaking power kick i'm like well i do got island legs you know what i mean <laughs> so it was just one of those things that we just you know like i'm discovering it and now putting even more tools together you know everybody knows you're from the islands you know ufc guam ufc hawaii you know what do you think is going to happen first man ufc guam is probably never going to happen <laughs> 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 we don't have a we don't have a venue big enough but man, UFC Hawaii. When I saw that Max Holloway was like, was was asking for it, I was like, man, please, let's do that. Let's do that. Yo, I would love to fight in Hawaii, man. Th- please put put even if it's the first fight on the on the card, yo. Let me let me fight in, but don't let me fight a whole uh, fellow Hawaiian, you know. Like let me fight someone else. But um, would love would love to fight in the islands, man. That's the dude. 
all, all the freaking champs come out of Hawaii. Like the, you know, like there's a lot of tough freaking guys yeah. in our region, you know. Yeah, not even mentioning like Tonga and Samoa and you know oh, all gosh. those guys over there in New Zealand and Australia that are doing it from the island that come from the islands. You know, a lot of people yeah. don't understand like the island nations have been putting it down for a long, long time. You know. Oh man, for sure at the highest level. You know what yeah. I mean. One last thing before I let you go, man. There's in MMA. There's a lots of different types of competitors. You know, at this point in your career, you know, you've been fighting for many years now. Do you feel like you're still a martial artist, or do you kind of have a little bit more of a prize fighter mentality in your mind? <clears throat> That's a very good question, bro. Because I feel I feel you have to have a balance of a little bit of everything. You know, like uh, there's there's four. I talked about it in uh, previously. Um, four pillars that you need to have. Um, one, you got to be a fighter. You got to be ready to when when it gets tough, when you're tired and the guy's on you, you got to dig down deep and you got to fight. That's pillar number one. Pillar number two, you got to be a martial artist, man. You got to come into the gym with the white belt mentality to always constantly learning. You know, you're always constantly learning with no ego. Uh, number three, you got to be a competitor, dude. You got to learn how to win because in this game, you could you could be the you could have all the fight of the nights if you want and all the performances, man, but you can easily, you can get cut. You, they'll cut you if, you if you don't win, you know? So uh, you have that and then, you know, you got to be an athlete, right? You got to, got to treat yourself like an athlete. You got to eat like an athlete. You got to, uh, you got to train like an athlete. So these four pillars, you know what I mean? And then that fifth pillar it's kind of like now you got to be a prize fighter. Everyone's asking for, you know, now there's a BMF title. There's a, there, everyone's asking, you know, for, for, for the big bucks and, and this and that. I'll get back to you on that when I do get to that level. But right now, man, I'm just cons I'm, I'm really enjoying the process for that. And I'm, I'm loving everything. And uh, in that time, when that time comes, I, I definitely have the team and the management team and the coaches to uh, they'll guide me in the right direction, you know, because all I really want to do is I want to compete and fight as much as I can. Well, you know, maybe if you come out of this fight uh, with nothing wrong, you know, you can make a quick turnaround and you could get on that. Uh, Soul card. Busan. Yes. Yes. Busan and, or yeah. not, not Seoul, not Seoul, but no, yeah, South Korea. But yeah, dude, yeah. I saw December 14th. 21st. 21st. Even better, dude. Even better. So that's the plan, man. Just cross my fingers. Let's, let's, let's get this. Let's get this. Uh, let's get this W. You know what yeah. I mean? And I uh, would love to fight in Korea, yo. Definitely, man. Well, you got yeah. a lot of fans here, man. A lot of people know you who you are in Korea. So uh, it would be so definitely sad, something that would be awesome to see. Man, because I freaking fought fought a lot of uh, a lot of freaking tough ass Koreans, dude. <laughs> Holy cow. yo! I always tell people like like yo, man, the 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 Korean fighters that I've fought all the time. There's no freaking quit in them. It's crazy. It's so crazy. It's like uh, you're really <laughs> fighting warriors, man. and I, I, I have to appreciate that, bro. And and uh, that will never change, man. <laughs> yeah, it's something that the I feel that the Islanders they can relate with Koreans and the Islanders they relate in that mentality, and you know that's why the Korean zombie is so popular because of that. Yeah, for sure, bro. And you know and. And uh, he, he, you know, and, and the mentality, right? Of like, I know we're gonna talk about Korean zombie right now, but 
um, he keeps fighting and he doesn't change, you know, he keeps fighting till the end and he tries to finish guys, you know, and, and it's, sometimes it's your greatest weakness, but it's also your greatest strength when, you know, like, like the last few seconds when he fought Yair, you know what I mean? But yo, he was whooping Yair's ass, dude. Yeah. And it was just one of those things, man. But you know, you live and you die by the sword and that's what makes the Korean zombie, the Korean zombie. That's what makes the Islanders and the Asians all the, the, the tough fighters, you know? October 26th, you go to Singapore, UFC on ESPN Plus 20. Frank, man, it's always a pleasure. Always, always you, a pleasure, man. brother. It's always awesome, man. The, you know, I'm always rooting for you. You know, you, I guess you're not supposed to root for fighters, but hey, who cares? <laughs> All right, man. Thanks so much, Thanks, man. Thanks, brother. Hey, you have a good day, brother.